Hello and welcome back to the program. My name is Michael Finney. Today I am joined by Alex Grin. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hey everyone. Uh, most people online know me as Grin. I'm a founder of Library, which is a blockchain-based uh, content protocol. It lets you publish content, specifically uh, mostly videos, but really anything. Publish, watch, pay for them uh, in a decentralized way. Uh, you could think of it like if Bitcoin and BitTorrent had a baby. That would be library. Um, and I'm also one of the organizers behind VibeCamp. A, uh, it's like a Bernie man for autists from Twitter. Um, we ran our first one last year and we're doing a bit even bigger one this year. Yeah, very cool. I know a handful of folks that were out at that event last year and have been raving about it. Let's rewind just a little bit and touch on Odyssey which I use uh, to mirror my video content and to engage with other esoteric releases that I find. There's a guy who does 3D printing on there that I really like. But tell me what the thinking is about why it's valuable and uh, you know how it came to be. Sure. So originally when we set out to make library, we, our thinking was we want to make a better version of BitTorrent. Tons of people use BitTorrent even today something like a quarter of upload traffic on any like given day is BitTorrent. Um, but it has a bunch of kind of problems with it. You can't, it's hard to build a business on it. It's hard to pay for content. There isn't even a single catalog of all the content that's available. You go to like sketchy websites, uh, hope you get the right thing. Maybe you don't, you don't know. So we figured uh, some of the blockchain tools that were coming out at the time could fix basically all those issues. So we, that's the, the decentralized library part. But most people, it's, it's kind of hard to get them to switch over to that. So Odyssey is like an intermediate step. Odyssey is kind of like, uh, you know, it's, if you think of library as, as kind of like Bitcoin, Odyssey is kind of like Coinbase. It's a company that uses the protocol, but uh, it's much easier to start using. It's less decentralized. So with Odyssey, it's very straightforward. It's just like YouTube. You make an account, you upload videos, all the content still gets published to the library network, uh, but you can do it all through your browser. You can do it in like five minutes. You don't even need to know much about crypto or anything about crypto to use it. Yeah, very cool. I think that simplifies the process. The media part, right? Being able to distribute your video there, being able to catalog your stuff there, very, very awesome. But it, I think the added bonus of it is that you can gate access to things and allow for purchasing, which, you know, on YouTube, that's a little bit uh, more difficult. And in terms of like a lot of video on demand services, uh, you have to either have a significant catalog or you need to have, uh, you know, a, a company that is kind of repping you in that way. Whereas with Odyssey, you don't, right? That's, it's open for them. Right. We want to give the people who use Odyssey uh, as much control as possible. So if they want to post content for free, great. Uh, if they want to charge for it, great. Uh, on YouTube, right, the way that YouTube makes money is through ads. And you can do ads on Odyssey, or you could even give people a choice. Do you want to watch an ad? Do you want to pay a small amount of money? Do you potentially want to subscribe, uh, like do a subscription? Um, Odyssey's kind of experimenting with all of those. But the underlying principle is we want the people who use it to, to have as much flexibility as possible. Yeah, I think that's really great. Um, 
you know, I've got a documentary out. It is on a few different platforms, but it's not on as many as I want. And to be able to find distribution channels like that is a, a real help because, you know, there's there's a huge uh, videography scene or documentary scene or even like underground, uh, you know, movie making scene uh, that. I think would benefit from having these platforms that aren't necessarily YouTube, which, you know, yeah, it's fantastic to be able to put it there if that's, you know, what you choose to do. But if you're trying to monetize it and let's be honest, like it costs a lot of money and effort to make films, um, you know, having platforms that allow you to do that, I think is, (laughs) it's fantastic. So what, let me ask you this. Where do you draw the line between some of the BitTorrent aspects that you were addressing, the Odyssey brand specifically, and the library blockchain itself? So the library protocol is has two big pieces to it. One is the blockchain piece and one is the BitTorrent piece. So when you publish something to library, the blockchain piece acts as the catalog, right? You put an entry in that says, I published this thing, here's the name, here's what kind of thing it is. Is it a video? Is it a blog post? Um, who's the author? How long is it? All this metadata. And also a essentially a hash to go find that content in the BitTorrent piece. And then the BitTorrent piece is where the actual content is stored. It's distributed on computers of all the people who run library client. So together those, the blockchain piece and the the BitTorrent piece, that's the library protocol. And then Odyssey is a web front end for that. It's a way of accessing that content on the web without downloading the whole client. So everything you publish to Odyssey in the back gets put on the library network. Um, but you can just open your browser and watch it. You can, you know, send someone a link to it. And they can open their browser and watch it. You can embed it on your site. That's uh, that's the relationship. So let me ask you this: Is it possible to spin up a third-party distribution site on top of the protocol? Yeah, absolutely. And there are a few smaller um, sites doing that. Some that are mostly just a clone of Odyssey that's meant for video. But also there's one for news, there's one for like 3D, um, 3D printed things. Uh, the, the like 3D printed gun community is actually kind of big on Odyssey, so they have their own. Um, I've made a blog that is just my channel's you know, blog post. That It's basically built in Gatsby, it's like a static site generator, but it pulls the content from library instead of from your file system. Um, so yeah, you can, uh, and that was part of the original idea with YouTube. If you wanted to make your own YouTube, it's really hard. The data is all stuck in one place. You can't just go and download all of it. But with some, with library and with Odyssey, you can, you can make your own Odyssey competitor if you wanted to. Very cool. Uh, I know this is perhaps a, a little technical for some folks, but I do appreciate you getting into the weeds for us a little bit. So tell us. What is the value of these things, either um, philosophically or or technologically? Well, uh, it's interesting. I think the philosophy and the technology kind of go hand in hand, right? The technology, they're tools to help you do something, to help you create the kind of world you want to see. 
And we believe that information wants to be free. We believe that um, you shouldn't, uh, if, if there's someone you disagree with, the answer isn't, well, I'm going to turn it off and no one can listen to them. Um, there, that's uh, one, of our, one of the big differences between us and someone like YouTube is that we are not interested in censoring people. You know, we have to obey the laws. We're a U.S. company. We have to obey U.S. law. Sure. Um, but we want a protocol that can be used for anyone, even people outside the U.S. that have different laws. So we want to make a system where, um, con- you know, you are in control of the content. We're not telling you what to do with your content. You can do what you want. Um, and there's, we want to, at the same time, we, wa- we don't want to be um, so idealistic that create a system people don't want to use. We want to be pragmatic. And so Odyssey is kind of that pragmatic side. It is uh, pretty centralized. It does. Um, Odyssey doesn't show all the content that's available. For example, like there's no porn on Odyssey. You can't find it there, even if there's porn on library. Um, and that's our decision about what we thought was best for Odyssey specifically. Reasonable. We want to give people both. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, as a viewer... And this is an issue that I came across on other platforms where it's like, you know, I don't want my, I don't want to drive traffic to, uh, you know, my work and then have it seated next to something that I think is questionable in terms of, um, age bracketing or, or whatever, you know what I mean? Um, I'm not trying to make anything that I think is too over the top or, um, controversial or whatever. I like, I like the stuff that I make. I think that I have themes and points that are, uh, valid or maybe, you know, from a different angle at times, but I'm, I'm certainly not trying to make them pornographic in any way. And I don't want them to be, uh, (laughs) situated right next to something like that. And that's just me. So I do appreciate you making that effort. Yeah, totally. It's, it's again, what I was saying. We want to give people the choice. We want people to be in control of, of what they see. Uh, like I have kids, you know, I want my kids to be able to use Odyssey, but I don't want them seeing porn, obviously. So I want to be in control of that. Uh, I think where we draw the line is when people want to make demands on others, what others are allowed and not allowed to see. Right. That's... Um, that's why we have this you know, layered approach where on the one hand, we show you one view of the network, uh, but underneath, if you want to see a different view of the network, that's up to you. Yeah, and I think that's um, a fair way to go about things. People are going to make and distribute the media of their choice, um, you know, and they should be allowed to do that uh, you know, without any... Uh, stipulations for me as an individual, you know, obviously like if the laws are in in place, then, you know, they're going to have to worry about the consequences of that on their own. But that's, you know, not really my, uh, I don't want to be the arbiter of taste in that way. So let's move on, uh, in terms of culture and address how vibe camp is birthed out of this line of thinking, or if it isn't, you know, how do you see these things connecting or or fitting together? Is there an overlap culturally between what you do with with Library and Odyssey and the Vibe Camp event? There's some overlap. So Vibe Camp kind of has a separate version. It's not. Um, it's really not even that crypto heavy. It's it's primarily came from Twitter. 
it's a bunch of people who were hanging out on Twitter, um, especially since COVID started. But it, it, I think the community was was formed before. Um, and we call ourselves kind of tongue-in-cheek in-group, right? Or, or teapot, which is this part of Twitter. And especially during COVID, right, everything was online. And then as COVID was kind of, I wouldn't say, I guess COVID wasn't ending, but like the people felt more comfortable going outside, hanging out with each other. Um, there was a, a strong appetite for like, hey, let's get together. You know, we've known each other online for so long. We've only interacted through this kind of restrictive, but like surprisingly powerful medium of Twitter. Uh, some people have been doing calls with each other or visiting each other. Uh, but it was clear that people wanted to hang out together. And we were like, all right, well, let's not just talk about it. Let's actually do it. Um, and so when we ran the event, we made the decision that we wanted it to be collaborative. We didn't want it to be like, we were going to do everything. Um, what we wanted to do is we would provide you know, the space, the food, housing, kind of like the basics. But everything that happens during Vibe Camp is brought there by the people who come. <laughs> and our, this, this community on Twitter is very like, ideologically diverse. You know, it's not, a lot of people are anonymous, so you don't even know who they are or what they're really like. And people have all sorts of different beliefs. And we wanted to make a space for all of that. So in that sense, it is very much like library. Um, we wanted there to be some of everything. Uh, if you like, if you went to Vive Camp, there would be people playing board games, and then just across the like five minutes down, there would be a boxing match, and a little ways away is a dance party, and then there's a you know Burning Man style tea house, and there's like talks on various intellectual topics, and there's all sorts of diversity all in the same place. Where is it going to be held? How long is it going to go? So this year it's going to be. Uh, about halfway between Philly and Baltimore. Um, it's going to be three, four nights, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, three nights. Um, and like, I guess it's three and a half days. Um, yeah. Uh, and I mean, that's, that's the official time. But the secret to running events is that they actually begin well before they begin. So Vibe Camp started as soon as people found out the Vibe Camp was happening. Um, so in a sense, this coming upcoming vibe camp is already happening. There are already people preparing to do talks or hang out with their friends or whatever they're going to wear um, now. So vibe camp's already begun. What was your favorite part of the inaugural event last year? Um, some of it was this, like the fact that so many people put so much energy into it that we didn't even ask them or tell them or pay them or anything like that. We, you know, we didn't pay ourselves. It was uh, very, like, everyone came out, everyone contributed um, in a lot of different ways. And so many people told me it was, you know, best weekend of their life, which sounds kind of crazy, right? We're not professional event organizers. We've never done anything like this. But seeing that, seeing, like, everyone find their thing, everyone having fun, I really enjoyed that. What are you looking forward to this year at the event? <laughs> uh, even more of that. So when you, I think when you go the first time, you don't quite know what to expect. And I mean, no one did, uh, which kind of made our job easier. It set the expectations low. <laughs> but people didn't realize it was going to be so bonding, so collaborative. 
And so for this year, everybody knows, or everybody who went to the first one, or everybody heard about it. So I think there's going to be even more of that, even more of showing up and you know bringing something for the rest of the people there. Yeah, sounds very cool. I think that um, you know having an event like that on the other side of the country from you know what people know of of Burning Man and perhaps maybe the way that it has evolved over the decades that it's been going on uh, allows for an alternative or even a, a competing perspective on on putting an event like that together and allowing people to to not have to travel as far as well yeah and it's a slightly cozier version burning man's pretty harsh you're in the middle of the desert you don't have like there's nothing there if you showed up on your own uh without maybe a camp that had done it before if you like didn't specifically know what to do it would be rough whereas for vibe camp you'll have a place to sleep you'll have food to eat um, there's a shuttle going from the airport or or from Philly to bring you there. So it's it's a little bit more accessible to people who don't have that experience. Um, but the the vibe is very similar in in the like collaborative piece of it. Um, we actually had uh, one of the guys who was at the very first Burning Man also came to Vibe Camp last year. And I thought that was a, like a special kind of continuity. Wow. Yeah, I would say so. That is interesting. Are there any parts of these projects that we haven't addressed that you feel need to be addressed so they don't get overlooked. We talked about the community aspect and like how that was important to me. I think that's missing in a lot of these um a lot of things kind of like Odyssey or like big, you know, websites that people use every day. Like to me what made YouTube special in the early days of YouTube was this this community of it and same on on Twitter. Um, I think people who set out to build websites or um, events or, you know, in the crypto space, like there's so many people trying to start DAOs and they're all kind of looking to create community in a very artificial way, I think. Um, I, the community should come first or should be a core part of it. Um, that's, that's something that people tend to overlook. I agree. Yeah, it kind of has to bubble up instead of trickle down i think it's um there was a a saying somebody had used recently and you know uh, feel free if you've heard it before but we look at trends starting bottoms up and fads kind of being distributed top down and if if uh if it's a fad then it might have an agenda or it might also um have some other goals in in mind a trajectory already in place whereas uh you know a trend that comes um, grassroots in terms of its establishment is a little more organic and and maybe a little more solid and can integrate things a little more holistically yeah absolutely and you kind of hear this in the startup um world as well, right? Lots of people talk about building a product for yourself that you yourself love. Um, and so I think that comes from uh, that, that community part, right? If you make something for yourself and then you make something for your friends who you know, there's a, there's a real community there. It's not artificial. It's not, oh, I'm going to make a lot of money, so I'm going to try and get everyone interested in this thing. It's people already want this thing and I'm going to help create it and meet their needs. Definitely agree. Well, Alex, 
Thank you for joining me. I appreciate you taking the time to talk today and tell us a little bit about Library and Odyssey and Vibe Camp and the rest. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on.